Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arment. We decided to take an episode off. Uh, it didn't feel right to just go on with business as usual with, with the protests against the murder of George Floyd and all the memorials. We've talked before about art being political, and we both stand you know, proudly and openly with the Black Lives Matter movement. We believe Absolutely. that Black Lives Matter and Trans Lives Matter. But we kind of didn't think that we could or maybe should contribute to the conversation at that point. Yeah, it just felt like sometimes you need to step back and let other people's voices be heard more instead of clogging things up. And I think that it felt good to give those voices and that time to other people who need to be heard. And I think that that was um, the thing to do. And I think we should continue to do that every now and then um, in order to lift people up and let more podcasts be heard, let more people be heard who have the diversity. And so we can bring more of that into our community and make all of us a little bit brighter uh, for it, because I know that we need to uplift things. And that's what I think all of this um, is helping to do. And I'm really proud of everyone out there who is fighting for these wonderful causes. Yeah. I missed you, though. I missed you, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and un unfortunately, no, but because uh, you were on a another podcast recently. Do you want to tell us? Yeah, I just recorded a brand new podcast that is a little bit like ours, which is exciting. If anyone is interested, I think it's a really good crossover. It's called Wholesome Health, and the host is Fusan Alam, and we talked about a lot about health and using creativity and using art to help with mental health issues. Um, I really think you should go give it a listen. I was the first guest on there on his first episode, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, go give it a try. I definitely think that our audience would be really great um, with his audience. So go check it out. We will put a link to it in our show notes. Absolutely. We had a listener email after the episode about rituals and routines. And I was talking about how they sort of prepare lists of things that they can do uh, for, for times when they're not, you know, feeling the muse or the inspiration. And I really like that. Like I think of it as a sort of, you know, a, a jar of activities for your kids except for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, like some people do like, if your kids say they're bored, they have to go to the jar and pick out like a popsicle stick, you know, kind of setting yourself up for success, maybe. So I really like that. And like having, you know, little things like I'm, I'm thinking, you know, maybe you varnish something that's just been waiting. Or for me, I think I've I don't know how many times I've admitted that I'm horrible at hems and finishing. Mm -hmm. um, or like, okay, so here's this craft I haven't done in a while or I've never done. So I really, really like that. So thank you for that for that tip. Yeah, I liked it too. It's, uh, it's good to have those little motivators on hand, especially when you're like, maybe even a motivator to make motivators. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's nice. You're like, okay, I'm going to decorate the jar. Don't get stuck in just decorating the jar though. <laughs> and it's funny because we're going to keep talking about sort of when when you can't make because you wanted to talk a little bit about like when when we're not able to make for different reasons and I wanted to talk about when things are weird in in your making or around you because if you follow me on social media you've seen me complain about this for at this point three months um I've been on a really weird COVID roller coaster uh, that I'm still dealing with that has had a lot of effects on my energy and my 
brain and all of those things. So I haven't been able to work in my studio for those three months, which is really, really weird. Because like I don't, I can't lift 20 pounds of clay and I can't like be in there for five minutes and then have to go sleep for three hours. It's just not feasible and probably not like smart either. And it's so weird because, you know, I have periods where I'm not there for different reasons, but I'm just like, I miss, I miss the goopiness and the making so much, which is kind of, you know, sometimes when I'm, when I travel and I'm away for a while, I miss it, but then, you know, I will have other creative outlets and... I think I mentioned that I'm I'm really grateful for knitting because that's the one thing that I can mostly do while like sitting completely still on a couch. I've been trying to do more sewing, but I will have weird sort of heat flashes if I try to do things like stand up over a table and cut something or if I pin for too long. It's a really weird situation. It's probably really frustrating to know like mentally you want to do it, but physically you keep getting stopped. And sometimes it's like, well, am I, you know, should I push through? Should I keep doing it? Or should I take a break? And when you are actually being realistic with yourself and you're like, I have to take a break. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who have things. I mean, I'm not exactly what you're going through, but like different chronic um, health conditions. Yeah, exactly. That just you want to be able to do stuff, but you just can't, whether it's depression or it's like chronic fatigue, like there are things that prevent us from actually fulfilling what we feel like we want to do or even you know sometimes people will like break uh, you know a bone in their hand and they can't knit for two Mm -hmm. months or something there are all these reasons when you're not blocked from it because you don't know what to do but because for whatever reason you just can't or are very very limited in it and it's like in one way it's less hard because it's not that I'm you know, oh, I think of myself as a creative person, but for whatever reason, I haven't made anything in the thing that I love. But it's also because there's, <laughs> you know, I, I can't work right now. I can't do much. And then I'm like, all right, well, I can do some crafting. It's like, no, it's, you know, when you have like, when you have a, a cold and at certain points, you're either you're super tired, but you're not sleepy, so you can't sleep. Or you're mm-hmm. super bored, but you're too tired to like read or watch anything. Where you're just like in this weird annoying limbo of just like you know i have all this time i have all that nope so how do we turn this positive how how do we find the things to do in those states for me it has actually been kind of like the jar of of popsicle sticks like i just i've been thinking about the things that i want to do and like when when dresses take way longer to make, then I can, you know, think about the thing that I'm going to do tomorrow on it, even if that's still just like, okay, one sleep, I can do one sleep tomorrow. Um, And then I can sort of plan out a ton of other fun projects in a way that doesn't feel as maybe indulgent as it might do at other times. You know, like we've talked about getting stuck in just the dreaming planning stage, which Mm -hmm. is fine. But for me, sometimes it's easy to be like, okay, you've planned you know, you've planned a wardrobe for a Russian queen at this point, should you maybe also (laughs) cut a piece of fabric. But right now, it's just like, it is, to me, completely legitimate to be like, all right, I need to have something to look forward to and something to dream about. Almost in the same way that I'm like, well, maybe next year, I can travel somewhere where I want to go. And then I'm like, what? Where do I want to go? What do I want to do there? So to not just be like, oh, you know, crud, I want to do this thing, I can't, but to be like, all right, what little thing can I still maybe do 
to make myself happy. And I will say one thing that I quickly realized is even when you're sick and tired, you need to have good posture when you're knitting because I, I like messed up my shoulder. Oh, no. I was just like, I was just like, you know, lazy sort of poured out on the couch, leaning on one elbow and knitting. Yeah. You don't want to add to the misery. No, <laughs> you really, you really, really don't. So, but like that's, and it's, it, it, it feels a little bit like being a kid where you're just like, I'm going to build a tree house and it's going to have a flag and a ladder. Like I'm just trying to, to stay in that and like, you know, look through my fabrics again, <laughs> like think through my, my yarns. And for me right now, I'm trying to not think too much about pottery because like, I I don't know when that will be even remotely possible because of the way, because of the things that it demands physically. But I'm thinking about the things that I could potentially do within the next weeks, even if it's super slowly, and be like, what do I want to do? Like, I, <laughs> I'm almost finished with a very, very Hobbit-inspired short brown waistcoat. And like, I'm not going to wear that anywhere, but I'm like, I'm a Hobbit, I'm a Hobbit. And it's very slow, but it's fun. You know, I, I thought of that, I was inspired by some YouTuber, and then I was like, all right, how can I make this work? You know, what about you? Where do you try to find positivity in, in, in the cranky? Some of these things I've been thinking about, it's a really funny thing to think about because I think that people who aren't compulsive makers just do the things I'm about to discuss naturally. Like the idea of reading, just reading a book for whatever reason, just watching a TV show, just, you know, going for a walk, like actually literally doing a nothing, like a nothing mm -hmm. that is, I didn't make or create anything. I just enjoyed something. I just was there. Uh, I think it's funny to kind of think of that because a lot of times when I do find myself in those like, I'm going to play a video game, which I actually do a lot. But like, I find myself in a why am I doing this? I should be making something. Uh, and or if I'm reading a book, um, why am I doing this? I should be making something. If I'm shopping for like art on Etsy or any other, like I find an artist on Instagram that I really like and I start scrolling through their stuff and I like, I really like it, but I'm like, well, I should usually, I should make something myself if I want to hang something on my wall. But a lot of the times it's like, we have to also step back and be able to engage in other people's creativity and other people's crafts and other people's making because if we are putting stuff out into the world nonstop, there's no chance for us to absorb what other people are putting out into the world. And I think that maybe that's also a healthy way to take a step back from the pressures you're giving yourself to be the one that's doing all the making and be like, all right, there are lots of beautiful, wonderful things created in this world by a lot of amazing people. Why don't I take the time to enjoy some of them and just be that just enjoy it not use it as inspiration not use it as like just enjoy it you know like going and playing a beautiful indie video game where you can see that someone put so much time into the art and the music and the gameplay of it and just enjoying it for this is something that I like this is an aesthetic that I'm drawn to this is something that I enjoy and the same thing that goes for like books or movies or any of that kind of stuff like yes all of that stuff is leisure downtime and we all absorb that kind of media into our life but I don't know about you for me 
a lot of the times I give myself the guilt of why are you spending leisure time on these other things when you should be making something? And I think that it is good to take that time away and be like, you know what? I don't have to be making something all the time. I don't have to be the one that is the only person that makes the art that hangs on my walls. Just because I can doesn't mean I should. I should be able to like have around me a whole bunch of things from other people that they've created and that I can enjoy, even if it's something that I could do. I mean, I do enjoy Julia's pottery because I don't make pottery, but like, <laughs> I always think that, you know, I, I think it's it stems from I can even go on this little tangent where I, I, whenever someone comes over my house, when people used to come over your house, um, you, they would be like, Oh wow. Did you paint that? And I'd have, I'd hate, I hate so much when I'm like, no, (laughs) you know, it's like they're impressed by something and they think it's beautiful and they ask if you made it and you have to be like, no, I bought it. It's like, yeah, I bought it from a very, very talented artist (laughs) who I I admire. Right. Like, Oh, I appreciate my eye. No, but it's like, they were like, oh, you know, like it, it's almost like an, mm-hmm. oh, did you, did you make that? No. Oh, it's like, oh, damn. And that, that makes you think like, I don't ever want to be put in that situation. I want everyone to come over to my house and be like, oh, did you make that? And I was like, yes, you know, I'm achiever. Please notice. But, but I think, I think that, oh, kind of also means like, oh, dang, I, now I can't ask about anything else because <laughs> then it'll seem like I'm just reaching for, well, to like, give, give her a Would compliment. you like to see the things that I have made? I will show you. And then it's like, <laughs> oh no, I don't like those as much. And you're like, oh, you made that? Like, <laughs> no, you know, there's so much of pitfalls to fall in here. But at the same time, this is where I want to be like, no, it's okay to surround yourself and support artists and makers of these things and for you to enjoy them and for the work that someone else does for that to be part of your aesthetic and to be a part of things that you like. So all around come back to where we were with the whole idea of what do you do when you aren't feeling makey? Um, my advice and what I would like to try and do more of is, you know, enjoy and observe and consume in, in whatever way it is consumed. The, the makings of other people. Um, and I think that that's like a really positive way to kind of stay in the groove of being just that, like that slow simmer of satisfied creatively, like listening to some new music or music that you've loved or watching a great film. Um, I think it's all kind of adds to the, the boiling pot of creativity. And, and when you need to turn up the heat on it and you need to make something, you know, then that's when you start throwing more things in and you're like, all right, now I need to get my motivators and I need to look at my fabric and I need to start cutting things. And it, there's all of those other things you need to do, but keeping your creativity on kind of like that little simmer or even just keeping the, the water warm, you know, at a low base level is enough sometimes. And I think that we always are a little bit happier when our creative water is just a little bit warm. And I think that we fall below the threshold of, of happiness that for us, you know, for our, the, all our maker people, when we let the water cool off too much and we stop enjoying or any part of the creative process, I think that that's when we get a little bit lost. My brain immediately went to the very sort of timely metaphor of sourdough starters. Ah, yes. Uh, because like, <laughs> because like, you know, you can keep them super alive and active, like on your countertop, or you can keep them less active in the fridge, mm-hmm. or you can make them like sort of have them hibernate in the freezer, or you can even, I've learned, like, uh, dry them out into a thin sheet 
in the oven, which will let you store them like indefinitely or mail them to people. But as as soon as you activate it, it's it's there and it's alive. Like you, you, it, as long as you don't think of it like, oh well, I you know I'm not going to be here for two weeks. I'll just throw this out. The sourdough is still there in in <laughs> sort of in potential. But also, I don't know if the metaphor still works, but like you can also just start a new starter. Like it's never, you're never lost. Well, if you want to grow back to the boiling pot, it's like if you keep your water boiling all the time, like on full blast, it's all going to evaporate and you're going to have nothing left and you're going to really be like exhausted and down, right? So it's like- Yeah, sometimes you need to refill your pot. There you go. Whoa, we are so on this boily pot metaphor. And sometimes you put- pasta in it Ooh, I don't yeah know. no but mm. but i think that like with with <laughs> what you're hungry. saying you know we, <laughs> we, you know th- there is this weird idea you know we talked about you know you, the, the weird idea that you have to make money off your things but also that like, you have to be continually productive like you keep having to have something to to show off and what struck me is you know a lot of people say that like well i can't consume the thing that I'm making right now. Like if you're painting a certain thing, you don't want to see too many of those or read the same kinds of books or whatever, because you don't want to be too influenced. But that kind of also implies that you need periods in between your active creation to be able to be inspired, to be able to take in influences, right? Like you, when you, when you've finished your book or when you've put it aside or when you've, uh, switch from landscapes to still lives or portraits, then you can go back to the thing that you were blocking yourself from. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how, how you can't, you can never be influenced if you're making, sh- if you're always working and making sure that you're not being influenced while you're working and like, yeah, you need to refill your pot or feed your starter or freeze your starter or whatever. Yeah. I just feel like, did we say this last time too that the solution was to just chill out? But yeah, no, I think that like I mean it's definitely a common theme that we come back to often. <laughs> yeah, because we try to remind ourselves and then we don't listen. <laughs> no, but I think like yeah, like you can you can both just like do something else, but then kind of what I think you're getting at is like very much like finding the beauty in other people's work and like finding passion in just taking in you don't have to take in and process and then make your own version or your own interpretation or whatever you can just like let it sit there and both both water and sourdough starters bubble so you can just take it and let it bubble you know i know i always find the most like i get the most frustrated i think i've said this before on the show when i see other people's stuff and i'm so mad that i didn't make it (laughs) Like I actually get angry and jealous that that wasn't my idea. And it's like, that's how I know that I get it. Like, that's how I know I feel like anything that I'm consuming is is really good because it's like, oh, I wish I thought of that like cool poem or I wish I painted that beautiful painting or I wish I thought of that really awesome perspective that you're using. And I think that a lot of times the reason you didn't think about it is because your eye wasn't open to any of that stuff. So taking the time to appreciate and enjoy that stuff and, and, you know, you never know where someone else got their idea from either. That's a big Mm -hmm. thing that we don't get to see anyone else's process. We don't know how many times over someone has essentially like stolen an idea from somebody else because I mean, art and creativity is so just naturally cannibalistic it they all feed off of each other and it's like you see someone that 
that is making something that you're like, wow, that's amazing. They definitely were inspired by something. You know what I mean? Like, of course you can take it and change it and put your little twist on it, but we never get to see their inspiration process. And I like to remember that because I always feel like I, when I look at someone else's work, I think of them as being in their own bubble. I think of them as being like this immaculate creative being that just burst into existence and all of a sudden created these things that I am in awe of. But really, they were also out there, you know, consuming other people's stuff and being inspired and learning things. It it just it doesn't come from nowhere. So it's like it's not saying go ahead and and steal people's ideas. Never, ever do that. (laughs) But it's that's where else does inspiration come from? You know, like it does it comes from everywhere and it often comes from other people. Yeah. And also, I love when people share things with me, like when they they help me find things. And I love telling other people about something that they've they haven't seen or didn't know about. Mm -hmm. And you can't find those things if you know, if the other people were only focused on their own art, they couldn't tell you about this, you know, funny meme, or great movie or, you know, whatever it might be. And if you are too focused on being like, oh, I'm a super adult arty person and I only make things and I only, you know, read books about perspective and color theory or whatever, then you can't, aside from you not getting to experience a great game or TV show, you also can't share that with someone else who can take inspiration from it. Um, not, not to say that like you have the responsibility of raising the next Matisse, but just like, you know, it's this, we're in this big, weird, primordial ooze of ideas. This, this episode is getting grosser and grosser. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're getting very boily oozy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we, we're all in this ethereal, weird, nice. I yeah. don't know, yeah. but like we, we, you know, and, and we can't, like, it has to be allowed to sort of, uh, drift into other places and into each other and into itself. And, I also think that like you need downtime and not just like, oh, I'm going to bed now or, you know, uh, and because I think so many of us have our making as part of our downtime, we forget that you need down- downtime from that too. You kind of need to be non-productive, I think. Mm-hmm. And so maybe t- take the time when you don't want to to not (laughs) uh, instead of trying to force yourself again like if you decide you're not going to do something you're going to feel way better than if you try to do it and still produce nothing you're better off you know playing animal crossing in that hour and like having some sort of enjoyment instead of being like you know sitting there and having animal crossing calling to you and your sketch pad yelling at you and after the hour is gone nothing is better i mean i've definitely had those days where i've sat there and literally like stared at the wall and done nothing and you know what those days pass and the next day shows up and that next day i almost feel more ready to make stuff because i had a whole day of not doing anything you know and those not anything days it's a lot like when you are exercising it's like sometimes you just need like a whole day off where you're like, I am not going to do anything like physically. I'm just Mm -hmm. done. Right. And it's like the next day when you get back out there and you put on your shoes and you're ready to go for a run, like that feels sometimes so much more refreshed and ready and be like, yes, now I can do this. Um, same with like detoxing while you're eating tons of sweet foods. I mean, there's, there's lots of 
areas of our life that need that downtime. And I think that making stuff and being creative is kind of the same thing, especially if it's your job. Um, I think that people benefit from that nothingness, the downtime of, I won't make something today because I just, I need a break and you're going to feel so much fresher the next. Yeah. And, and to actively want to not do and not be Mm -hmm. like, I can't. And I want to, and you know what occurred to me? If you keep pouring water into your pot, it'll never get the chance to boil. That's true. That is true. Look at this. We are so damn smart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's harder though to be like the bumper sticker is just like a, a crock pot and you're like what what's going on uh, <laughs> but but like to, to on the one hand you know do other stuff to be inspired and to put stuff in and then maybe just like letting all of that go and just being like i want to no i don't want to i don't want to input anything useful mm-hmm. whatever that means to you like for instance you know p- playing a fun game might not necessarily inspire you in any real way except to make you happy and it's okay. Like you don't have to be able to point to anything that something gave you to justify it to yourself. Cause it's okay to, it's okay to be lazy and not mm-hmm. do stuff, you know? Also fan art, like fan art comes from a lot of things and I love consuming fan art. I think it's fantastic. I think that it's fun. And everything people... is fan art at some point. Like exactly. what, what does somebody say? Like most of the great art, uh, in the, in the pre-modern era is just Bible fan art. Oh my gosh, it is. What? You just blew my mind up. Right? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, but, and just like doodles and, uh, people who are just telling a little story and sketches and all these things are super valid. I feel like, I feel like I just want to encourage everyone about everything, not just right now, but always. But like, I wonder if we could think of something that isn't valid. I mean, out and out stealing, that's not valid. <laughs> um, uh, because I feel like right now, like we're in a very positive place, which is great. But uh, really, honestly, like what wouldn't we encourage? Stealing. Stealing is bad. Stealing is bad. Um, Not um, alluding to credit when you do have, when you are inspired by somebody. Not kind of pointing out that I was inspired by them. Especially if you're embarrassed. Like if you're embarrassed that like, oh, I kind of ripped this person off. It's like... No, instead of being that and just like kind of being shady in the shadows, say, hey, I saw this artist or I saw this person or I heard this melody uh, or I I read this poem and it inspired me to make this thing. Like there's, I don't know any artist that's going to be angry that you were inspired by them and pointed it out because then that's also promotion for them. Because if someone likes what you made based on what they made, they're going to go and find that original person too, because you were kind enough and uh, pragmatic enough to go out and be like, look, I'm, I'm confident enough in what I made that I can give the credit to the person that made it a little bit before me. And I changed it a little bit, you know, I think that that's an important thing. Yeah. And I think like for valid, everything I can think of is sort of along a scale or spectrum where I'm like, well, maybe it's not valid 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 like maybe not to keep trying to do the exact same thing over and over again because you're stuck in not being able to accept that it's done or that it can't be improved upon but like you know it's it's good to practice but maybe not if you get stuck in a loop and the same with Mm -hmm. for instance i started thinking about like 
making something that's not at all what you like to do or your style, but because, you know, like this get likes on Instagram or this can get sold, which is, again, like a valid thing to do in one sense, but it's maybe, and, and it could also like, it can help you evolve and help you grow your style. But it but could easily that, become an excuse. Yeah. Or just mm-hmm. like, it'll make you unhappy because you feel like you're completely stuck in this one thing and don't get any time to do so i i think there are very few things that i would out and out like you know cross out with a big red marker but i think like it's like anything that sparks joy and doesn't hurt someone else is valid Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know but i think a lot of the time the problem is that people don't stop to feel what it actually is that they want to do what actually is that sparks joy because you try to sort of put joy stickers on something because you think that's what you should be doing or what other people are doing or being successful at and you have to make your not make your own joy but find your own joy and sometimes make your own joy or something like that we have talked some crazy circles uh but i think that I think that that's what happens in people who have a similar mind to us who might be listening to this show and that you get yourself so talked up into circles, especially when it comes to ideas around creativity and being productive and having all these feelings that we have, especially when you're not feeling well and you put a lot of pressure on yourself. It is definitely a common theme that we keep coming back to, but I think it's an important thing to you know, listen to people talk about this stuff, uh, maybe while you're making or maybe while you're not making. And you never know which weird metaphor is going to <laughs> connect with you. So if if you're feeling the pot of boiling water and, and you, you this gets you, um, I don't know, make some cute fan art for us. <laughs> <laughs> a boiling water. Yeah, a really cute like, you know, kawaii boiling water. That's what I'm picturing. And I think also, like, when things are bad or difficult, when huge bad things are going on or things are bad, like, directly around you, sometimes it's also hard to be like, should I be making or should I be doing something, quote unquote, worthwhile? Uh, And sometimes you get the opposite. Like, you're like, well, I, you know, I shouldn't be, shouldn't be making anything worthwhile. Like, you just think you have to find the way that you deal with big tough things and also accept that even if you think of yourself as someone who handles things through making sometimes that's either not available to you or not the best thing to actually do in that situation you have to um save the boiling water and ice cubes and then you can bring them out later i don't know (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that that's all that's a personal that's a really personal thing, you know, to figure out if making stuff or being creative gets you through hard times or you need to take a break when there are hard times around you. Um, it's it's a matter of being, you know, inspired. Some people, as we talked about in the episode about being political with our art, some people are inspired to um bring out the tough things and to create the tough things and the moving pieces that speak volumes and other people who feel like I can't make anything in the face of this um, or the thing that I make doesn't feel right to make right now. And I think that all of those things, it's important for us to be in tune with that and sensitive to it and okay, whatever side we end up on. Yeah. And maybe, you know, 
uh, do my thing and dream a little and buy a little bit of, of supplies, but not too much. Uh, <laughs> and, and consume art from people who maybe make you happy, maybe challenge you, maybe are saying something important. You know, I don't think we've ever tried to claim that we are, are the answer key. No. Nope. But this is, this is definitely uh, both a time and a subject that is very much like the answer is there's no definitive structure or answer. I feel like the popsicle sticks are like the main answer. And on some of those popsicle sticks, you should write, you know, take a walk, play Animal Crossing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I, – I think that we could keep evolving or devolving – all these metaphors, um, but I think this is also an episode that doesn't really have an end either, um, and that is why we have to end it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you can go and find our show notes over at relay.fm slash make do, and we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can use the hashtag make do pod. Um, you can find us individually at Tiffany Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. Our email is make do pod at Gmail. So any of those places that if you just want to send us a note or talk to us or send us something that you're making or send us about how you're not making, um, we are available for any of that. And we will be back in a fortnight. And until then, go make and do. Or don't. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs>